girl, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Just, ugh, man. Sometimes in married life, relationship life is, uh, sometimes you really butt heads, especially when there's children involved. Can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay. You butt heads when it's not children involved. So right. Bumping <laughs> heads when it's children involved. Huh. So it's going to be nobody yet because, you know. Well, we'll like see. Let's hope not. I mean, I say a fake kid. I hope it don't. Yeah, I hope it don't come to no fighting. I really, I really hope it. Leave my babies alone. I fight parents. Let me say that. It's it's definitely might come to that. Because if your if your kid don't know how to act, then you can't get your kid into control. Obviously, I'm going to have to beat you to show them what's happening. Yeah, because with my baby. Okay. Steven is talking about some. He's about to let these two kids' parents know that if either one of them says anything to Addison again, that he's going to beat their parents up. And I'm just like, um, okay, if that's how you want to handle it, I understand. Because one kid called Addison a B-word, the other called Addison an A-hole, and he pushed her and made her hurt her hand today at recess. Oh. Yeah, and this is, like, these two little kids, we've been, this isn't the first, second, these fourth, third boys. time. Yeah, they're little boys. They and my mom like was her. like, you know yeah, and that's what that's my mom said. Like like, I don't believe it, it. I don't believe in that putting your hand. D- definitely don't do that. I had, if, well, when I was younger, this little boy, I think he liked me, but he used to, like, try and, like, tease me when I was in elementary school, like, maybe, like, the third grade, and, like, like, like to pick with me or whatever, and then, like, I think he, like, touched my butt or something one day, but I was, like, scared to tell my mom that that's what he did, so I told my mom he hit me. And my mom was like, my mom was like, I knew something was up or something was off, but she went up to the school, she cussed him off. She's like, don't you ever put your fucking hands on my daughter. She was like, you little dirty ass, dusty ass. She called that boy so many names. Yes, and that's what's... I didn't want to say, oh, he touched my butt, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) So I thought I was going to get in trouble if I said he touched my butt, because I didn't even realize he did it. Like, one of the other kids told me. And we was, like, in line and stuff. And I was just like, I'm going to just tell my mom. Because I felt uncomfortable with it. But I felt like I would get in trouble if I told my mom, like, they hit me. So I was just like, he hit me. But that Yo, was- your mom went up there and pressed That's how it That's how it's because. 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 That's how and they being her for putting her hands on other people's kids so she can't take us to school no more. And that's what Steve is trying to do. And I'm like, babe, we live in the suburbs. Like, you cannot get away with calling somebody's kid up or threatening them. He was this like, yeah, was the I- 90s. Nowadays, they locked that. Not in our Lord 2021. I'm like, Steven, you go up there and you threaten somebody's child. I guarantee you, you're going to jail for harassment and threatening a damn child. Like, this is that, like, if you were in schools in Philly, these, te- these teachers probably be like, yeah, calling that little motherfucker up, but not out here. Not out here, they won't. Out here, they'll call your ass. And I mean, they'll, they'll are they like, little the slammer? Okay, I don't want to make this a race thing, but are they are like... they little white kids? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are. And I'm not making it a race thing because there's plenty of because Alexander smacked the black girl, so it's definitely not. Alex, but you know, you know, Alex being go okay, right? So, so it's, you it's know, nothing. he's like hyper aggressive, right? It's not a race thing. It's it's it's. Is this not a bad Alex- you gotta like right, you gotta Alex- keep your hands to yourself and don't yeah. say things to people that you don't respect people or you don't want people to say to you. Do you because want somebody not every- calling you the B word? And everybody's or- parents is not coming to school on some let's work it out type shit. Where they hear these words from? From the yeah, and- yeah. Because my mom was like, schedule a parent teacher conference, and I'm like, that's a good idea because I want to know what the hell these little mm-hmm. assholes are exposed to at home that makes them think it's okay. To come and put their hands on my child. My yeah, I want to go to the teacher and the principal and like the principal. I'm like, I want to sit down with their parents because not only are they harassing my child, which it should harassment should be a no tolerance thing within this school. Mm-hmm. Not only are they harassing my child, but they actually put their hands on my child and she hurt herself. Exactly. So, now in a perfect world, I would have come to school to class and slap the shit out of somebody. And everything, okay? Oh, yeah, that's what my mom had to do in high school between like ninth and tenth grade. I got into so many fights. I had so many issues with so many girls. Like it was, it was really hard for me in ninth and tenth grade. 
my mom came up to that school so many times. One time I almost got jumped. My mom was like, why is it the simple fact that it takes my daughter two and a half hours to get home when she gets out of school at 2.39 because she's afraid of getting attacked on her way home from school? That's unacceptable. And if y'all can't do nothing about it, best believe I'm going to go ahead and go to the school board. And they didn't want to do nothing about it. And my mom went to the school board. And after that, they started having school officers start like patrolling some of these bus stops because what the if, if a student is telling you that they don't feel safe and they showing up at home late and now they got issues at their home life because something's going on in the school what the fuck are y'all doing or not doing that these children don't feel safe no my children go to school to learn not to be assaulted and if they're going to go to school and be assaulted either you do something about that little snot-nosed bastard or their parents gonna get cursed out i don't know what the fuck to tell you i don't know what to tell you because i'm not de- i'm not dealing with that from suburban kids who feel like they can huh Sorry, Stephanie has come into my room in the middle. Hi, I love Stephanie. Sorry, I was just making sure I'm making macaroni with the water. Yes, you will make two boxes. Okay, okay bye. Hi, can, can you close my door, please? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, life don't stop. Doesn't stop. Like, I'm, I honestly feel like, because I don't have children yet, but when I do have kids, I think I'm going to be a lot, I want to be a lot more active with in the school and like the school association that my mom was like when I was younger. I mean, like, you know, our parents had to work and everything else, like especially right. like single parents and stuff like that. But I wanna be a lot more active. Like you ever see like the white the white people on TV yeah, on the watch PTA. them shows. And, and I always like told PTA myself that and I, and doing and I always stuff. told myself I was gonna be that mom, but like that was my expectation when I was having them. I'm like, I'm gonna be on a PTA, I'm gonna be the mom at the fake sales, I'm gonna be at the mom at the community meetings and then school start. I'm like, I don't even want to fill out these fucking emergency contact forms. Like y'all don't call me unless <laughs> y'all need me. Like that that was my reality. But now the more I think about it, like if I gotta join the PTA and get a part-time job working at the school office so I can keep an eye on my child, I will. There's a daycare Listen, I know like, people who have done it, like who've worked part-time or like became an yeah, at the, at the school, school that the kids work. Yup, I'll be a lunch aide real quick because that's just something that I'll just work the lunches. That's from like eleven to one. I'll do that. I'll work ten hours a week just to make sure that somebody's paying attention to my child because Addison is a bit of Addison lies and sometimes she indulges and exaggerates, but Avery does not lie. Avery's not one to do that. She don't like getting involved and nothing that's gonna get her in trouble. So when Avery corroborates Addison's stories and she'll be like, Yeah, this is what happened. And then Avery tells me that she went to go tell a teacher a couple times and there's no teacher around. How is there no teacher around in the middle of recess? But then they're like, oh, well, they're walking around talking to students. Well, where are the teachers at that's walking around if you having trouble with a kid and, you know, you go to tell a teacher and you can't find one? So if they're walking around, where the fuck are they walking? Where are the NTAs? Because even if the teachers are in their classroom, like, don't they typically have NTAs or like, yeah, to do this outside watching the children so they don't walk off? Yeah, and they didn't cut the budget at the schools out in Montgomery County. So why they don't have these staff members on hand when something happens at school, I don't know. But that won't be my child. If y'all don't watch nobody else at recess, watch my fucking kids. Because clearly she's being bullied. And Addison is small as it is. Avery can handle herself. Because one thing about Avery, you're not going to put your fucking hands on Avery. So Avery and Alexandra, I'm not really too concerned about. But Addison is small. She's small and she's got a lot of mouth and she doesn't like confrontation. But even still, don't you can't have a lot of mouth. Can't have a lot of. Well, no, she's learning. She's like she's learning. So that's something that we're that's something that we're going over with her. But she's seven and she's not really plenty of people like that though. Like growing up, like with a whole lot of mouth, we can't fight. Oh yeah, that used to be me. But one thing of. One thing about me is even if I got a lot of mouth and I can't fight, that don't mean I'm not going to fight. I'll probably exactly. get my ass kicked. And I have got my ass kicked quite a few times. But um, I mean, if you decided that we go like I'm not one to just be like, you know what, I want to fight you. Meet me at the flagpole. If you decide that, oh, I'm gonna fuck you up, we got to fight. Okay. I mean, I'm probably gonna get beat up and it's gonna take me a while to get there because you know I don't wanna get beat up. But I mean, if we gotta fight, we gotta fight. And Addison will learn that. But in second grade. In second grade, that should be the least of their problems. Like, they still going to school in the middle of a pandemic. How you got time to call somebody's child a bitch and be pushing them around and calling them assholes and calling them jerks? And I one of these know. little somebody was stealing my Barbies when I was in the second grade. I was upset. Like, I was in what? school too. <laughs> stealing my Barbies. Like, like man, I, I, my, I like... stole my Barbies in the second grade. And I think it was the girl who I was friends with. Like, I think it was oh, her. Of course. I th- what was her name? I think her name was like Sabatha or something like that. 
Don't tell me where that, don't ask me where that name came from. But she was still in my Barbies. And I'm like, my Barbies is going missing. And I think it was her, but the detective in me hadn't developed yet. But my my Barbies was going missing. But and she was the only one that had them. No, she stole them. I don't know who had them because I wasn't everybody. But I think it was her who was stealing them. My Barbies were going missing and I think it was her. Yep, it was her. Yeah, I don't even know her, but she was stealing them. She was stealing them. Yeah, she was. I'm like, and that was my friend. Up until I went to public school. Once I went to public school, then it got real, real. In the third grade, it oh, got, yeah. it oh, got my... really real. Kids were brutal to me. Like, in middle school, all the way up until I want to say I got to 10th grade, kids were downright brutal to me. I got I called an inside out. I got called mm-hmm. an inside out Oreo. I got bullied. An inside out Oreo. Part- yes, they used to tell me I was I was black. Like they used to tell me I was black on the outside, acting white on the inside. I'm like, that's not even an inside out Oreo, stupid. That's a regular Oreo. So I'm being a regular <laughs> Oreo. Like you want to regular you wanted, Oreo, right? You wanted to insult me so bad, and you ended up calling me white, you stupid ass idiot. <laughs> like. But yeah, I used to get bullied all the time. Plus, mommy was a single mom. Plus, she didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't have the best stuff. So, you know, we were walking advertisements to be bullied. But a textbook flying across the room speaks a lot. It says a lot. <laughs> when you get suspended for three days. Like, I don't know. You just, like, back in our day, being bullied was something that, you know, you hand, like you handle a bully by either getting into a fight or you getting into a fight or somebody bigger is going to beat up your bully. You know, but in but in twenty twenty, like kids are just brutal and they're just mean and they don't even they just go in for the kill. You should kill yourself. Yeah, I don't remember bitch. being bullied. Like, like that's because you got bullied. a personality. You got the kind of personality. But where I did have one like like I said, I had the one boy who liked me who touched my butt or whatever. They used to like joke around, try to like say little stuff. I don't even remember what he said, but it wasn't for, like a bully because I was mainly cool with everybody. Um, else, that's like why the person told me. But I did have one guy who I guess he really, he he tried to bully me in middle school. Like he liked my friend or or something like that. He liked one of my best friends, like one of my good friends. He liked her. Um, and he like we used to take the cheese bus together, and he would like pick with me. Like I don't know. Like one day we was on the cheese bus, and it was like standing outside the bus had rolled by her and she was like dark skin like she was brown skin like because you know i'm brown skin so she was like dark skin like she was darker than me and she was standing outside and we rolled by her and he was just like patrice they go your mom oh. like trying to say like that was my mom because first of all he's brown skin himself too jasmine so i'm like we like the same complexion are you trying to say this lady this dark like this really dark skin lady outside is my mother and I'm like, what? Like, like trying to tease me. Like, I guess he's trying to tease me about my complexion. Like, we wasn't almost the same fucking complexion. But I'm like, what? What are you talking about? That's not my mom. Because you see my mom. My mom is like, <laughs> she's like, a, my mom is lighter than me. She's a lighter complexion than me. Like, Your she, mom is a brown skin girl. I've been, t- been telling her she light skin. She's like, I'm not light skin. I said, well, you caramel. But you definitely not brown skin. I'm like, you're not dark skin, mom. She was like, yes, I am. I'd be like, you're not. Like. You and your family, all your your life skin. (laughs) The worst thing, I remember the worst time I got bullied is when we had first moved into, we had first moved to Philly. We had, we were staying with my grandfather at first. Something happened with my grandfather. We ended up getting put out. So we had to move to a shelter because my mom didn't have nowhere else to take us. And I remember we used to walk home from school and we used to wait till the school, this particular school bus that had all the mean kids on it that were such bullies. And they were so, like, these were the mean bullies back then when they used to really bust on you all day long, relentlessly. The only break you got was at lunch because you could go cry and hide in the bathroom or pretend to be sick and go in the nurse's office. So me and my siblings, we're walking home from school. We're walking home to go into the shelter. And literally, as we're about to go to the shelter, at a fucking stoplight, the school bus full of assholes saw us going in there and started calling us homeless and laughing at us, blah, blah, blah. That was bad enough. But the next day we went to school, girl, everybody was calling us homeless, calling us poor, making fun of our clothes. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad that Justin ended up getting into a fight that day because he was so fed up with people making fun of us. Me me and Sydney were crying the whole day. It was so bad. Like, we really got bullied and one day I got sick of being bullied and I started to slowly become a bully that's when I started getting in fights like that's when I started realizing like even if you 
lose in a fight, like the the simple fact that you stood up for yourself will make people leave you alone. So I just started being like, fuck it, winner. When you don't let people like, you know, push over you and you stand up stand up for yourself, a lot of times they realize, okay, the this one is not the one. They move on to the next person. Cause if they got that mentality and bully mentality, they're gonna find somebody else to bully you once they know that they can't bully you anymore. Yep. So they just gonna move on to the next person. But you know but... what? Unfortunately for me, after they realized they couldn't bully me, they went for my sister and they could bully her. So once Justin got kicked out of school for fighting, I became the fighter. Every time somebody was trying to bully her, I started standing up for her and eventually I became the bully because everybody messing with Sid was in the grade below me. So then it looked like yes, I was messing with her. You're not gonna mess with my sister. That's what exactly. you're not gonna like, do. No, y'all can beat me up. That's fine. But leave her the fuck alone. Like You're not gonna touch my sister. That's what's yeah. not fucking Kids were jerks then and kids are jerks now. They're still jerks now. It's just like these, these kids, they're a lot more sensitive than we are or that we were, than we were at their age like some stuff we just handle and we just let it brush off but a lot of these because they're they're very emotional and they're a lot more sensitive because they more in in touch with their feelings than i would say even we were like we we were and are like they're more in touch with their feelings even though they might not act like they're in touch with their feelings but they're a lot more in touch with their feelings than we. and i like Like, that because growing up we weren't really allowed to be in touch with our feelings if we were sad what you got to do whatever i say go like literally that's how it was there was no pushback no argument like none of that like whatever i say goes whereas like kids now like mm-hmm. they're so smart. Like they like, but that don't make sense. And they'll say exactly they shit get to talk. They look like, yo, you smart as shit. I don't <laughs> I'm like, I can't even like, you know, parent you or you know, not parent you, but I can't even like say it's my rules, that's it. Because at the end of the day, what you're saying is making sense. Just yep. and, the smart ass down somewhere. And back then when we used to be like, it's not fair, my mom used to be like, not fair. You want to know what's not fair? They will and give you a PowerPoint presentation on why it's not everything fair. everything that's okay. not fair. Like, meanwhile, your whole situation is still not fair, but now neither is all this stuff. So I do like that that's a generational curse that's been broken because I'm even like that with my children. Whereas I didn't really get a chance to communicate when I was upset and I didn't really get a chance to express my anger. I give them the opportunity to express their anger and I allow them to be angry and Y'all can be upset with one another. If somebody apologizes and you're not feeling it right now, you can be like, no, that's not okay. I'm not ready to accept your apology. Like, your feelings are very valid. Now, sometimes I don't understand them, and sometimes I get frustrated because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I don't feel like, I'm not, uh, I guess I could say sometimes I don't feel like they have the right to be upset about things that they're upset about. But I guess looking from their point of view, I can't really tell them what they have the right to be upset about or not because everybody's different and what upsets me is not going to upset the next person and what upset the next person may not upset me so I'm learning now to like just because I may not see it as a reason for them to be upset that doesn't take away from their right to be upset but it's I'm not gonna lie it's difficult because if you're mad at somebody because they wrote on your piece of paper and now you're walking around with an attitude and you're stomping and you're crying a big part of me is going to be like it's a piece of fucking paper go get another one but But at that point it's just you got to talk to them logically like it's a piece of paper you can get another one like you know, that's when you gotta actually have that conversation in the back and mm-hmm. forth conversation with them like and let them know okay I understand how you're feeling I would be you know it was something that was yours I would be mad too and, and just walk them through their emotions until they calm down like talk them through and that's emotions. a new concept for me walking through emotions like we weren't I mean my mom would let us like every now and then I'm not gonna lie she would have like we would have talks with mommy would just let us clear the air like Everybody clear the air, air out their grievances. If you got a beef with this person, now's the time to let it be known. No consequences, no nothing. But those were very few and far in between. But when we did have those moments, it was good to feel like you could communicate. Yeah. At the end of the time, like 75% of the time, we didn't really feel like we could communicate. But then it was that time she would come through and we would be able to air all our shit out. And then we would be able to hug it out, cry it out. And then we'd be able to go on about our business. But I like that parents are doing that first in this day and age with their children instead of being quick to be like, oh, that's not a reason to be upset. That's some bullshit. Get over it, blah, 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 you know, so. Stop being so sensitive. You know how sensitive. <laughs> you got a roof see. over your head. You got lights. You got cable. You got food. You got clothes on your Listen, head. Listen, I cannot stand when I used to get hit with that. Like, what you mad about? How you mad? You'll pay no yes. bills. What bills you pay? <laughs> I should like, be the you, one mad. You mad about, about or, really? or God forbid, 
God forbid you have a friend drama. You mad about this and blah, 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 blah. Yes, I'm mad about this. This is dumb. All right, it might be dumb to you because you went through it, mom. But I'm kind of going through it now. I'm not going to lie. I'm like that big when it comes to Stephanie, especially reading her group chats and stuff. And I'll be seeing the stuff that they be arguing about. And I'm like, oh, this is so trivial and so dumb. But luckily, Stephanie's one of those kids who she's like, she's very much able to cut through the bullshit. So in her group text, she'll be like, yeah, this is dumb. This is really dumb. And she don't entertain <laughs> a lot of the stupid stuff. So I don't really be feeling, I don't really feel like I have to tell her a lot of times that the situations her friends go through are stupid because she'll be like, mom, this is so dumb. And I'm like, you know what, girl? Yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like, I'm glad you feel that way because I looked at it and I felt the same exact But I wasn't going to tell you because I had to let you figure it out yourself. Exactly. Like, I had to let you go through what you had to go through. Yep, everybody has yourself. to go through it. And I'm so. learning, like, with Stephanie, I'm, I'm trying to sit back a lot. I'm trying, well, especially at the beginning of her teenage years. For the most part, I'm just sitting back and watching how she's going to be, you know, how she's enjoying her last year, eighth grade, the type of mentality she's going to have and stuff like that. And I think that's going to determine how I handle her as she transitions into high school. Yeah. Because I don't want to hit her with the whole boom, bam at one time. And next thing you know, her nose is wide open. I don't want to, you know, put too much on her at one time, but I want her to be well prepared for when she goes to high school. That's actually a great topic for a future episode. Like moms with teenagers or you have experience with teenagers and sending them off to high school. And now you got, you know, teenage cousins in college and on their way. Like, what's a good checklist? My teenagers (laughs) that my, you know, my little brother and sister, they're young. They're like 13, 14 years old, younger than me. So my little brother just started college this year. My little sister started um, college the year before. Now, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know if she's taking a gap year or what. But she's still figuring out. And it's like, we're still trying to give her time to figure out what she wants to do. So that's like one of the things. Like, she's like, okay, I I didn't like it. She went to community for one year. I didn't want her to go to community. I wanted her to go to a college. Like, I was very upset that her counselors at her high school were like, oh, you should just go to community for two years. Mind you, my little sister got excellent grades. A's, B's, yeah, she could have instruments, did robotics. She could have went to a really good college. She could have went to Temple. She could have went to, my little brother just started Drexel. She could have went to Drexel. She could have went to Penn. She could have went anywhere. She let her counselor convince her, well, maybe you should do two years at community college and then go to another college. And, you know, it would be more, it would be better financially. What the fuck are you worried about finances for? Have you ever had to worry about finances in your life? You don't, your your father's not struggling. Your mother's not struggling. Like, my dad has money. Okay, he does. My dad likes to act like he don't have money, but he does. So I'm like, one of the, I said, when I went to college and I started college, which is something I really want to, I really have a passion about and want to work with like people in like later on in their later years in high school, like helping them transition, like filling out applications for college, fast for like offering those, um, those concepts and that information that they may not be aware of because I came from a family, nobody in my family went to college before me. Like, no, like my mom didn't go to college. My dad, they didn't know what to do. Like they didn't know anything. So I, it was just me finding out things, like researching things, being like getting in contact with people and finding out things from other people to let me know the steps that I needed as far as, okay, applying for this school and having to take this test and, um, oh, they have this program. And it was me doing my own research. And then, oh, you need to apply for FAFSA. Okay, I need my parents' um like text information, like, and it was like my mom, I would just tell her what I did and she would just give it to me and then I would just do everything myself. Like my mom, like, even though I'm like, you have to sign this or you have to set up this email. I set up everything for her. It was like, cause she never went through that before. It's mm-hmm. like, I basically did it. Like, well, you just need to do this. And she's like, okay, I did it. Here you go. Or um, hen, here's my information. You take it. So I really want to like at one point in time, like at some point in time, set up a program that like gives people the like, you know, older teenagers and stuff, the resources and the networking that they need in order to make their whole transition a, a lot more smoother and a lot less stressful. But like with my little sister, like right now, we're just at the point to where we're still just just trying to see, like, I guess giving her space to figure out what she wants to do. Like, cause she's not really like a people person. She's like, she stays to herself. Like she, she doesn't go out. She doesn't have a bunch of friends. 
or whatever. She plays video games. Like, she likes Harry Potter. Like, she knows how. I don't know if she skateboards anymore. You know but, who she you sounds know, like? She sounds just like Sid. She sounds so much like Sid. I think, actually, Sydney and her would probably get you along know, my little great. sister with the girls how I like Sid. So, oh, so. so I actually have a question to ask you while mm-hmm. we're on the while we're on this because Stephanie is actually on the other side where she's about to go into high school. But mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie to you. Growing up, I never put emphasis on Stephanie having to graduate high school and go to college. So what I actually told Stephanie is realistically, college is it, not for everybody though. And I told her that I'm like, I'm like, college is always a choice. You can go to college. You don't have to stay on. I actually would prefer if she was to go, if any of my children were to go to college, hundred percent, honestly, in the climate that we live in, I wouldn't feel comfortable with my children living dorm life. Not in this day and age. Not with so many rapes and kidnappings and murders and all this stuff happening. And colleges don't really I look up. To, but you are going to have to. <laughs> well, no, of course I'll let like her go. If they do decide, you just going to have to do it. Oh, decide to go away to school. Oh, absolutely. And I'll relocate. I'll relocate to wherever my children go. Jasmine, you can't relocate. Yes, I can. Yeah, I can. You will relocate five. I will live in five different places. What if they go to five different schools? We're going to be rich. So I'll be able to make it work. (laughs) So so my question, I guess, would be like, I want to put college on the table for her, but I don't want to put it on the table for her in the sense of that's something she has to do. Like, you know how growing up, it was pretty much shoved down out there to go to high school, you go to college, you blah, 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 blah. But what they didn't tell you is after you graduate college, you literally spend majority of your career life paying back your fucking student loans. Your student loans for college is going to be more than it's going to be like you're literally wasting tens of thousands of dollars on a four-year education when you can go to a trade school and there's other types of schooling you can do that don't take as long take half as much money and bring in half as much and bring more money in immediately because realistically my um my friend she went to school for psychology got a bachelor's degree in psychology and she is not working anywhere in her field she's not working in her field that requires her to have a degree and that's just people that i know whatever their field was for their bachelor's degree most people um are not working in this unless it's something like a doctor a lawyer like something like that most people are not working within the same field that they and what kind of jip is that what then how much of a jip is that like i would be fucking pissed like you're just gonna have to give me a job in my field or you're gonna have to fight me outside because there's no way honestly, I, I didn't finish college i started i got to my fourth year i was supposed to do like five years i got to my fourth year and it was a lot going on in my life like i was holding you know a household by myself and a crazy toxic relationship that was like it took all of me. Um, it was just a lot going on. So I didn't finish. Like, I wasn't going to classes. It was a lot going on in the transitioning. Like, from 2010 on to 2012, like, when I stopped going, like, my last couple of years were just really, really bad. Like, I went away from school, which I don't think that was what was for me. Because the first two years, I commuted to school. Like, I commuted to Penn State, Edmonton. I remember and you were My so grades were good. Things were fine. And then when I went away to school, it's like I already had my friends set. Like, my college friends, my regular friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything was, like, nice. I was working part-time. I was going... I had a whole... A whole... Like, I had, like, a whole system. And, like... Then when I went away to school, it was just me and... I'm I'm somewhat of a people person, but I'm a little bit of a introvert as I'm an introvert as well, but I'm a somewhat of a people person. But I went up there and it's me. I don't really know too many people. I know people who did the transition program that I might have went up to main campus with a, a couple of times and but super close. And then the classes I took, the people in the classes, I just couldn't connect to anyone. Even with me volunteering for like, I volunteered for the Red Cross Club when I was up there. Um, I worked on a, a virtual magazine. And even though I was cool with those people, I just didn't connect with the people that I met. Like, connect, connect to where I had, like, I feel me. Okay, one good friend, like, okay, this is my person. Like, we're going through this together where I had already connected and found people that were my people when I was at Penn State Edmonton. <laughs> So it was just like, it was very hard for me being away, being away from my family, um, being away from my friends. Like I wouldn't have to come home like every other weekend. 
I remember and we used to be on the phone all the time. Remember we used to be on the phone all the time. I remember exactly. the I stayed on the phone and then I wasn't in a dorm room to where I had, I was in a dorm room, but I wasn't in a dorm room to where I had a roommate. Where it might have been easier to transition if I had a roommate because your roommate has to be like you know y'all have to be so, like connected living in the same space with each other so I didn't have a roommate which was probably a problem of mine because I didn't I didn't need one because I was an upperclassman by that time if I came into main campus as a freshman freshmen they make you have a roommate because it gives you the chance to like get to know other people and your roommates friends and create your own friends whereas I was a time I went away to school and yeah I wanted to live with my own because you know I thought I was going to be you know cool I mean, college is an option, but college is not the end all be all. We live in a world where there are people who are in elementary school and middle school that are off of YouTube. So, off of YouTube. So, hello? yeah, you, you heard it. I can hear you. Yeah, that are like millionaires off of like YouTube or social media. They, they became famous off of TikToks and they're so not even my, 18 years old. So my question, since you did go to college and since your sister is, you know, experimenting with what it is she wants to do, Stephanie already has it in her head that she may go to college. If she go, if she does anything, honestly, I, I think it would be something in performance. Oh, she doesn't want to be a ballerina anymore because I remember me and her had this argument when she was younger. Because she I'm wanted, like, she you're... she decided she wasn't going to be a ballerina. She wanted to be a doctor. I and said you're she... going to be an anesthesiologist. She said I want to be a ballerina. I said no. You're oh yeah, be when you told her she had to be a doctor, and, then, and she was like, "You're going to be an anesthesiologist." No, I want to be a ballerina. I said no. You're going to be anesthesiologist. I'm going to be a ballerina. I said, "Do you know what ballerina's feet look like?" Like we, like me and your child really had an argument when she was younger about her wanting to be a ballerina. Listen, and then she wanted to be a doctor. Remember, she wanted to be a doctor for a long Listen. time, and then she wanted to be a paleontologist. But now I think she found her passion, and I believe it's going to be. I really, I have a feeling in my bones that it's going to be theater. Like she really wants to be on Broadway so bad. So I think that as long as kids have a passion and something yeah. that they have to look forward to, and they have their own end goal in mind, I really don't think that if I they feel as though college is an avenue that they need to take, I'm not pushing that. I, I don't want to ever push that on her. Like if you want to, yeah. I want her to perfect her craft, and I do want her to go to a performing arts school. And naturally, she's going to have to take some classes that's just a part of life you just have some stuff you have to do but I want her if she's going to go to school for anything I want it to be focused around what she wants to do and what she wants to do is theater she wants to be in plays and she's standing right here I had no idea what I wanted to do in high school I wasn't thinking about college at all I ended up going to college it wasn't like my mom was like oh you better go to college after high school this day and the third like when I was younger I used to say I wanted to be a um an OB not a GYN an OB because I wanted to deliver babies because I love children and I wanted to deliver babies and I used to sit around and watch I would be home after school watching the baby story and all, all that stuff on like TLC I'm like I want to deliver babies you know like, what that I, I, that's what I used to want to do when I was younger I was like well maybe I could be a midwife but then I found out how long you have to really be in school to become a doctor to deliver babies and I was like I don't like that. You probably would have just started being able to deliver babies. You go to college, you have to go to medical school, you have to do a residency. I'm like, eh. Then you got to do clinical. I don't like school that much. Exactly. I was like, eh, I don't like school that much. You know what? I never, in high school, like in high school, I never actually had I never actually had a thing that I wanted to do. Like when we used to fill out those, did you ever have to fill out like a career path test? Like what would you want to do when you grow up? I don't up? think like, so. I never like, did that before. We, when I was, um, when I was in school, when I was in high school, we actually had to do, I forgot what class it was in. It might've been one of, one of the few, oh, it was social science. Cause it was in 11th grade. Like I couldn't even answer at that point. I knew I wanted to do something in culinary arts. Like I wanted to be a chef, but I never saw college in my, uh, like, I never saw college in my tunnel vision. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to graduate here and I'm going to go to college because I was so busy into other stuff and like not do yeah. using high, not using the high school experience for what it was for. That by the time I did settle, you like you know, by the time I did decide that I wanted to go to culinary school and I wanted to pursue being a chef, by then it was too late because I found myself in a sticky situation 
And I had to deal with that and dealing with that cost me what could have been a career path and what could have been something different. So like, I just well, wish you still have time to, you know, oh, absolutely. And I, like, like, when your life ain't over. You're when you're still seven, alive, as long as you're alive, or, you still have purpose. Yeah, but okay? when, you're, when you're 17 and 18 and you finally get your shit to, because when I tell you from 14 up until 18 was, whew, when 14 up until 18 was, it was the best of times, but it was the worst of times, but it was time that I could have utilized to prepare myself for what would have happened after high school, but it didn't work like that for me. So for Stephanie, I want her to, I want her on the, high, the aspect of high school that is four. And part of that is preparing her for what happens afterwards. And if she does decide that she wants to go to college to pursue a secondary education in case theater doesn't work out, then I want her to know that she's supported. It's going to be expensive as fuck, but she's supported if she wants to go to college and she's supported. Uh, she she can always get a scholarship. So if you don't, oh, for you sure. know, she still has time to get her grades where they need to be, um, join different programs in high school, like, you know, performance arts programs, because, you know, scholarships are a thing. Financial aid is a thing as well. So, you know, so all of that ties into it as well. Because you don't have to put up as much money and do student loans and stuff like that. And it depends right. on the college or university she decides to attend. But she wants I, to go to Juilliard. Juilliard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But anyway, that's, like, that's big time right there. Um, and she can do it, honestly. She can. I don't think I honestly started thinking about college until maybe the 11th or 12th like the 11th or 12th grade um and that was only like because my whole thing about how long i had to be in school for medical i'm like i want to be a journalist so i was just like i'm going to go to school for journalism i want to be like oprah i want to be like wendy williams on the radio like i wanted to be in the entertainment industry as like an entertainment entertainment journalist or uh, a video like a video um DJ or whatever, you know, the V remember they used to call them VJs back in the day? Like uh-huh, Lala, the person daily TV and, and stuff like that. Like when she when they used to have Total Request Live and Carson yep. Daily. Yep. AJ be, and Free. Like, AJ and Free. Like I wanted to do that or whatever. Cause you know, I love music. I love entertainment. So I'm like, that's like that's what I want to do. So my my focus shifted to that. And then I was just like, oh well, I want to get out of Philadelphia. I want to go to NYU, where I want to go to UCLA, because you know I would watch people like see people like in New York and see people like see TV shows with people out in LA. And then my mom was like, "You're not going to UCLA." <laughs> She's like, "They have earthquakes in California. What if it falls off the map? Like, I can't." What if it falls off the map? What if okay, it falls mom. off? It falls into the ocean. I'm like, what? Like, what if it detaches from the U.S. And mom, that's gonna happen while I'm out there. And yeah, apparently it hasn't happened thus far. But you know, what I've been out of college. Out I've been out of high school for for like fourteen years now. So, um, so yeah. So I'm like, my mom was just like, "You're not going. That's too far. I can't. If something happens, I can't get to you." Like, so she was against UCLA. Then I was like, "Okay, I want to go to U, um, NYU, or I wanted to go to it was something. I think in Massachusetts. I can't think the name of it. Harvard. Um, no, not Harvard. Ooh. I can't think of the name of it, um, but it is. I don't think it's going to come to me anytime soon. But I was just like, I want to do something, just you know, anything, something. So I'm just like, okay. And then what ended up pushing me towards Penn State um, was actually me not wanting to go to class is what pushed me towards Penn State because you know if you went to in our high school when they would have the colleges come in. If you went to the orientations for the colleges, you got to get time, like, excuse from class. To oh, I used to use listen. those. I used to yeah. use those college tours as an excuse to just leave. Listen. So what I end up doing is, um, I went to I went to one for well, you would leave, but I actually would sit there. I, I actually went and sat. Like I wouldn't, you know, this one I didn't. Oh wait, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I went to one for um, I went to one for the Art Institute of Philadelphia. I went to Mm -hmm. one for J and A Culinary Institute. I went for one for Warner Hill College, and I went to one for um IUP. Okay, so yeah, I ended up applying to IUP too, and I'm like, I went to one for Penn State, and 
the lady was talking, her name was Miss Javon or whatever. She was one of the counselors and one of the um, people with Penn State Edmonton. And she was just like, oh, we have this program. This program is called the um, Equal Opportunity Program. Um, EOP is for people who, you know, may come from like an underprivileged background who um, may not have like all the things supplies to them that other people may have or they may have like lower grades like their grades may be low but the SET scores were high or the SET scores are low but their grades were high and they come from underprivileged households and backgrounds and it was just like this is what this program is for um you had to go through it um an interview process you put in an application the um application for the school you know for the college is free as long as you go through the program um and you get an interview you do a writing thing you had to do like a writing sample I did a writing sample. I, I think I talked about my grandmother and like the like this like the impact she had on my life in my in my paper. And I ended up like doing a paper. Then I had to go in an interview with Miss Siobhan. And she was like, You write really well. And she was just like, Your SAT scores were pretty good. And she was just like, your grades were not matching what your SAT scores are. And she was like, What's up with that? And I'm like, I'm like being in the class. <laughs> like in my mind, I'm like, oh. I hang out in the hallway. I like to look at boys, you know? Uh, <laughs> good times in the hallway. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like when we were being, at that point, we were at, we were friends, and I remember being in the hallway. I like to hang out in the music room, you know? And yeah. Oh, watch movies. Yes. Watch yes, that was the place. <laughs> I was the place. Class is boring. Um, but she was just like, well, she was like, we might can, like, and, like, I got accepted. I applied for a bunch of other schools. Like some schools, they just accepted you regardless. Like IEP. Um, it was this other school called Virginia Union Union University. You just if you put in the application, they let you in. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they actually accepted me. And I was just like through the program. And I was not expecting it. And it was just some place that I went, like just because I did not want to go to class. And I guess it just, God put me in the right place at the right time to actually sit and listen to what someone had to say that moved in my favor. And I'm like, and it's weird because once I got accepted to Penn State and they sent me the letter, because um, I think we were living with my uncle at the time, because my whole 12th grade year, we stayed with my uncle. We didn't have our own like place to stay. Like I, We stayed in my uncle's, um, he had three floors. So it was like, what's, what's it called? Like that not an attic, but on the third floor in his house. Mm -hmm. And um, we lived with them for my whole 12th grade year because we couldn't afford the apartment that we used to, like my mom couldn't afford the apartment we used to stay in. So we moved in with them um, until my mom found like a place. Like literally two weeks before prom, my mom bought a house. <laughs> my mom and my stepdad bought a house two weeks before prom and then they got married like, a couple of months after we graduated. But um, but I actually found like a picture, like like looking through old pictures and stuff. I found a picture of like my grandma when she was alive, like back in the day. It had this sweatshirt on, right? And guess like the name of the school that was on the sweatshirt. It was like Penn it was State. a Nately Lion. It said Penn State. I said this this was definitely like me going to Penn State was definitely fate. Like oh, it was God's God plan. To get me to listen. Without me even like <laughs> without me even knowing it was in God's plan for me to go to this school. Like it, it just was. I'm like I never and I'm like I remember this sweatshirt when I was younger because my grandma passed when I was 12, like a few months before I turned 13. And my grandma was like my mom. Like I always lived with my grandma most of my life. Like we always lived in the same household together. So it was just like I remember this sweatshirt, but I never like I never realized that it was a Penn State sweatshirt, but I remember her wearing this sweatshirt from time to time. And I'm like, yeah, I remember this sweatshirt, but I don't remember it saying Penn State on it. And it wasn't until I filmed that picture after I had been accepted and I was actually going to Penn State. And I was like, like about to go because I wasn't there yet. But I was just like, wow, like that's crazy. Divine intervention. That is crazy. I'm like, that is nothing but God because I like literally had no like I wasn't even thinking. Like I was just like, wow. Like it's funny how life works out. But um, at that point, it's like I just put my pedal to the metal, like. <laughs> trying to get everything, like, in my uncle's house in there, dining room, like, getting everything together with, like, trying to set everything up for school and just a whole bunch, like, 
trying to get the stuff I need to get in before, you know, transitioning to starting school. I had to go, mm -hmm. I had to start school like a, a few weeks before it actually started because they wanted to bring the people in who were in that equal opportunity program. They wanted to bring mm -hmm. them in early so they can like transition into college easier and take, you know, classes to like, you know, brush up so we can be up to par with the people who just got in normally, I guess. But uh, the good old fashioned college experience. Yeah. So, I mean, I end up dropping out, but I, I really wish I could go back. I, I really it's not about the destination. Back. It's about the journey. I, I want to finish. Like, literally, I was a dummy because I'm literally less than less than 30 credits away from having my bachelor's degree. I think I would have to only do two semesters and I would have my bachelor's degree. But because of everything I was going through at the time that I withdrew, like I withdrew late in the semester twice. So if you withdraw late in the semester, then they make you pay back half the tuition. So like, cause you know, they take your financial aid back. You know what I'm saying? The financial mm -hmm. aid is reversed. So you don't have the financial aid and everything. So you have to pay the tuition back to the university. So it gets like credited to the university as back tuition and, and it goes as like a private, like it comes, it shows up like when your credit is like a private loan. So I have, and if you owe back tuition, you cannot transfer your credits to another university. Um, I can't get like a, I can't even get like an associate's degree, even though I, I have enough credits that for an associate's degree, like Penn State can actually write me off paperwork saying I have an associate's degree because I have way past an associate's degree in credits or whatever from them. Um, but because I have that back tuition, they won't do that. Um, also, like, if I wanted to go back to Penn State, I would have to pay the tuition off first before I can go back. And it was a lot going on at that time that I, like, withdrew, like, in a semester because, like, when I came back from being away from school, being away from school was not a good transition for me so I came back to Philly and after that one year like my grades had dropped from going away to main campus for that one year I came back to Philly like I said I got into that toxic relationship with that person that abusive relationship with that person um I started at Penn State Brandywine because when I was away at school they told me that Penn State Abington did not have they did not have broadcast journalism and they told me that they had journalism at Brandywine coming to find out they didn't have journalism at Brandywine like I thought I'd be like, um, fucking tricked me exactly they only had corporate <laughs> communications so I was just like alright well I'll just take corporate communications mind that you Edmonton, Edmonton offered corporate communications so I could have just went back to Edmonton and do corporate communications because I thought they had journalism in Brandywine. What is corporate not. communications? That sounds horrible. Corporate communications is basically like marketing, public relations, oh, yeah, I was right business, there. all that stuff. So, I didn't want. <laughs> so corporate communications. So it's like business. It's like a business degree. Basically. Oh no. Uh -uh. Corporate communications. <laughs> no, so, thank you. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, well, I'll just do corporate communications. But one thing I did learn when I was away, like with the media ethics class that I took when I was away, um, I did learn that a lot, like journalists starting out, they don't make a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what is that? I don't want that little bit of chump. They don't make a lot exactly. of money. Exactly, all that school for that so, little bit of money. So yeah, so a lot, exactly. So a lot of like marketing firms and ad agencies, they tend to hire people who like go to school for journalism or whatever, and you make a lot more money in marketing and advertising <laughs> than you do as a journalist. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, I'll just do corporate communications and I'll move on to like marketing and like see if I can move into that. But you know, like I said, with everything I was going through with the abusive relationship, I was working seven days a week. I had two jobs, one full time, one part time job on towards the, the year that I no. um, yeah I moved out on my own moved into an apartment I wasn't I was no longer commuting from my mother's house because my mother had an issue with the with the relationship I was in and the person I was in so I said I'm going to get my own place nobody gonna be able to tell me anything um yeah so I made a lot of decisions based off of my emotions for someone and and, and it did kind of sort of screw me because well, you know, you live, you learn. 
it kind of sort of screwed me because I put myself in a bad situation financially and I end up dropping out of school and still owing money to Penn State to this day. I got it down. It's like nine thousand and something dollars. I got it down to eight thousand or something, but you know, I stopped paying them. I gotta pay them again. I'm like, listen, but, Penn State, y'all not getting it from me. So y'all might as well. Mind just you, this is it. like when I withdrew like late in the semester both times. This was during the whole scene dusky scandal. First of all, y'all is smelling like rotten milk right now because y'all got all this shit going on. And y'all lucky I'm this. not and making like, y'all pay me. I'm like, y'all expect me to morally want to be in school and y'all had this man up here doing this shit to these kids. Like, literally, that's how I felt. And I'm like, y'all want to say I owe y'all money? Do y'all know the PTSD and the emotional trauma y'all put me through as a student <laughs> here with all this going on? Like, do you know? I'm like, I do not play with sexual assault. I know people personally, family members, Everything that had been sexually assaulted and y'all had this man doing this, I felt I was mortified to be a student in school. Mortified. And personally, Just, I'm offended that you think I have to pay you anything. After the shit y'all let go on because... After the shit you pull? The shit you pull? I'm giving y'all my money and y'all letting this man do this shit? Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. I'm not paying you a fucking dime. The shit y'all been doing up in this motherfucking <laughs> university. And I'm like, y'all sending me emails all fucking day talking about giving me updates on shit that's going on with this fucking child abuser. I'm like, I'm already stressed out and going through enough mental stress. And then y'all got that shit on my fucking brain. You like, my university, like the university that I love that I felt like it was destined for me to go to, the has been tarnished by this shit. So and you want me to pay what? And you want me to pay y'all what? Literally, my thought process like no. So y'all can give my money to the fucking lawyers. Exactly. So you can give my money to this pervert. To this pervert, exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> but I'm gonna. I really do want to go back. Like I really want to finish. Like I'm literally less than thirty credits away from my bachelor's degree. So and I you know have what? to. I do want to go to school too. My my dream is I do want to go to school at least one time and I want to get um my associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. I would get a bachelor's degree in entrepreneur in small business entrepreneurship and marketing. Or I would get a or I would get an associate's degree in culinary arts and hospitality. But I do want to go to school at least one time in my life. And graduate because I only had an eighth grade graduation because I dropped out of high school. I dropped out of college. Like if I don't like school, I'm not going to be there. That is that's how I've always been. But I do want to graduate at least one time because I get so much joy from watching my friends and family like start educational processes, whether they go through with them or not. Like it really makes me happy to see people out here pursuing their goals and their dreams and stuff. And it makes me feel like if you guys can do it, then I can do it too. Because I've seen people do it with children. Like a couple years ago, we went to my, um, we went to my sister's best friend's um, graduation in Baltimore and she had three children. She had two teenagers and a toddler at the time. And she did it. She did it as a single mother with no support. And she managed to graduate college and she did a great job and it I was so very possible it is yeah I felt, I felt like I didn't I think another reason why I didn't like I dropped out and didn't go I didn't have the support system that I had like I felt like I had a wonderful support system at Penn State Everton and Brandywine didn't have that and neither did um the counselors and stuff at the main campus like my counselor was the same counselor I had when I started the EOP program um the woman Miss Siobhan and for me she was everything and pushing me forward and making me great the, the first two years at Penn State Edmonton. And I just didn't have that support system from the counselors once I went to main campus or once I came back and went to Penn State Brandywine instead of going back to Edmonton. And I'm like, the support just wasn't there. Like the I had a, a support group of friends at Penn State Edmonton that I did not have at Brandywine. So it's just mm-hmm. like... That support system does help because, like I said, I was going through a lot, working the two jobs, working seven days a week, working full-time, part-time, going to school full-time in this relationship that was, like, mentally abusive and physically abusive. Like, literally, I had a nervous breakdown. Like, I wouldn't go to class because I'm too busy, like, trying to make sure this person is happy and satisfied or making sure this person's not running off with the next bitch or whatever. And I'm like, like, 
it was it was crazy. I had a nervous breakdown. Like I went to class one day and I'm sitting in class and the teacher is like the class lets off. She's like, I want to talk to you at the class. And I'm talking to her and she's like, I don't understand when you're here, you do the test, you pass the test, you know the work, you're very smart. Why are you not coming to class? And I literally like broke down crying in the middle of the classroom and had like a nervous breakdown. I'm like, I'm just going through so much. Like it's it's a lot. And I'm like, and it's like I can't really talk to too many people. Like I had friends who um decided like they didn't like the hearing what the things I was going through in my relationship or the person I was with. So they decided like, you know, they wouldn't really talk to me because I wasn't leaving the situation. So no, like, that, I friends never that were not talking to me. Like sidebar I had friends that I that, had lost. I time. never like I, I said sidebar to that. I never like when people are going through situations like what you went through. And instead of people, you know, I, I get it's hard to listen to because it was hard as shit to listen to for me. And it was hard as shit to watch me witness it and watch my friend go through that and not and not know what to do for her and stuff like it was a hard situation to go through. But I never not answered your phone calls. And I always wanted to make sure I was there for you because my biggest fear is getting that one phone call about it being too late to do anything. So I was always on standby and I let that MF know right off the bat. Like you, I don't fucking like you. I don't like you. I don't fucking like you. I don't like you. My friend deserves better. And I always wanted to just be in your corner for the moment you found for the moment it clicks for you. And once it clicks for you, you moved on real quick. And then you were able to go on about your life. Just sidebar. Cause I really just don't like when I get being tired of hearing something, but you're going to be sick if you get the opposite phone call. All because, and then you're going to be like, well, what what could I have done? I should have done something. Yeah, you should have fucking talked to your friend and you should not have lost contact when she was going through something like that. But anyway, that's all my better friend than everybody else. Continue. Well, and that's why I try and stay in contact with the people I care about as much as I can, no matter what situation, what they're going through, as much as they allow me to. Because if you don't want to allow me to, you know, to be there for you, then I won't. Right. You know, I'm at the point where I'm like, you don't want me to be there for you? I won't. Like... I got enough going on in my mind. I can't because I right. take on, like stuff other people that I care about that stuff they're going through. I take it on and I internalize like their feelings and stuff. I take it on and it becomes my feelings and I internalize it and it drives me the fuck crazy. I'm not gonna that's, drive myself crazy. If you don't want me called, to be a part of it, I will not be. Part that's of it. called being an empath, and listen, I have that same issue. Listen, I won't. So I'm like, yeah, it was a lot. Like working in two jobs, paying all the bills, trying to take care of this person, trying to. Like, do for myself, it, it became a lot. And I'm like, my, me and my mom were not getting along at the time because my mom could not stand that person. Now, she like my best friend now. But me and my mom, like, didn't get along. Like, we were beefing half the damn time. Like, and then I was all the way, like, outside of Philly. I wasn't in Philly, so I had moved out of Philly, like, in the suburbs, so, like, maybe 30, 30 minutes away oh, from that was my a great apartment. Family. Exactly, thirty minutes. That was like it was my apartment. <laughs> exactly, like closer to my school. Um, but thirty minutes of sometimes longer away from my family and friends. Um, and I'm just out here with this person. This person is just like I don't want to say tearing, but you know, just it was he just didn't know lot. how to love you because he barely knew how to love, love himself. himself. Exactly. So it was just a lot. So, but you know, I. I overcame it and got past it eventually. But it was so I'm just like, I can't, like, and I didn't have the support system at school. Like, talking to the counselors at school, like, once I went there and I was just like, well, I guess I want to withdraw late. And that, because that's what the teacher told me to do. She was like, well, you're probably not going to pass the class. I should have just failed the damn classes. (laughs) But she's like, you're probably not going to pass the class. So you should just withdraw late in the semester. You already missed a certain amount of days. So you're probably not going to pass. So just withdraw. So I didn't know the withdrawal process meant I had to pay the money back for the tuition. I'm like, I should have just went there and felt fucking classes. Like, and just went to as many classes as I could and try and stick it the fuck out. Um, but I I don't want to I took the easy way out. I was just like, no, I'm just that wasn't draw. the easy way out. Sometimes life just leaves you in situations where you just yeah. gotta cut cords and sometimes you got to cut cords to good opportunities and good things going for you in that moment because you just can't get what you need exactly and they should know there's nothing wrong with that and that's why schools are one of the longest withstanding institutions because it's never too late to go back like you can go back at any point there's people who are twice our age who are going back to school because they finally now 
after having grandchildren and being married for so many years and living life and raising babies and stuff, now they have the opportunity to go back to school for themselves. So it's never too late because I'm definitely going to make sure that I find the time to go back so I can give myself the graduation that I deserve. And you should too, if that's what you want to do. But if that's not what people want to do, if college isn't the way for you, I still recommend some type of formal education because you never know if you're going to need it. There might be a job hiring someplace you would never expect in the specific field that you trained for. And it mm -hmm. might be everything you dreamed of. And if you would, and just because you took that six months or that 18 months of training, you can qualify for a position that will change Even your life. Look at the, looking at the job that I have now, like the, what I make a year, some people who have degrees and certain fields do not make what I make. And my exactly. job and I don't have a degree. So can you imagine working for a year and it's getting like $150,000 into student loan debt just to graduate college and to have to start at an entry level position making making shit per hour and then just to have to work your way up the ladder no ma'am after yeah. i work these four years for this hundred fifty thousand dollar degree you're gonna have to put me in a position my student loans money. aside from aside from what i owe penn state for back tuition because my back tuition from penn state is a little more than eight thousand dollars but my student loans are like $47,000. Mm -mm, nope. But, you know, they are, you know, because of COVID and everything, they stopped the student loans. Plus, I work in public service, so they have um, public service loan forgiveness. If you make 120 payments towards your loans, you can apply for, like, public service loan forgiveness, which is basically 120 payments is basically 10 years. You work in public service for 10 years, they wipe away your student loan debt. With COVID and everything, they could wipe away the fucking student loan debt Regardless, because I think Biden put something in the in the place where people with disabilities, um, if you have a disability, you qualify for your student loan debt to be wiped away. I'm like, what's this thing of these disabilities? Because <laughs> if y'all treating I'm feeling a little disabled. Disability, okay, <laughs> is anxiety a disability? Yeah, <laughs> I'll get the papers. But I think you need to be on like you might have to be on social security. Side. I'm like y'all not gonna get me on them papers. I, I'm good. Y'all not gonna get me on those type of papers. But I don't know. Like I just feel like the government can wipe away because you know student loan. The student loans are debt to the government. It's a debt. Like and I don't think a lot of people don't realize it. Those student loans are money loaned to you from the government to go. And to the government already don't got it <laughs> to go to school. And I'm like. Just wipe the shit away, okay? Just wipe it away. Y'all created fucking stimulus payments to give to people. Wipe the fucking shit away. I will be, if they come to me about my student loans, I will be like, ma'am, do y'all have it? Because if you don't have it, what makes you think I got it? Do you got it? You got $47,000? No, I didn't think so. Stop calling me. Neither do I. And like that's, that's really what I wanted to do. Like, I'm like they could wipe it away. The government could wipe away student loan debt if they wanted to. They could do it. They could. They just choose not to because these they're greedy. Sorry, we may have greedy. to get. We uh, Jamie, stop. We might have to get ready to wrap up because yeah, we've second. been here um over an hour now. This oh my gosh, really yeah, it's been over an hour. What we talked about? We've talked oh about God. college and yeah, like I said, my little sister is still trying to find her place. My dad is just like she is. I, I'm still paying the mortgage at the home, you know, at the house, and she can stay here as long as she wants. Like, I'm not trying to force her to get a job, but I really would like her to, like, I don't want to force her to get a job, but I would like her to be more active and to not just be home all day, like, playing video oh. games or, you know, I want her to be more active. So he was like, I was just, he was like, do you think you can, like, talk to her? And I said, I don't talk to her. I'm like, because I really feel like she should work as well. Just to be out and to meet people and right, get some real world experience. To get some real world experience, because I was like, God forbid something happens to you or my stepmom. Where is she going to like? What's going to happen? My dad was like, my dad was like, don't try to kill me off. I said, I'm not killing you off. I said, what if anything can happen? Like you might have to go get put in an old folks home. I'm like, <laughs> what is she going to do? My dad was like, her big sister going to take care of her. I said, right, right, right. But I was like, yeah, I mean, life is about experience. I dropped out of school. I mean, she didn't like community. Most people I know who went to community college didn't finish. I who went to community and finished community. I'm like, that was one of my main issues. Hold on. 
Uh, Why is she still? Mm. I'm sorry. It's this one lady who's been working on this so case that's so easy. And I've been asking her to close this since last week. And she has not closed this case. And she keeps asking me dumb questions instead of just closing the case. I'll be like, oh ma'am. Oh, my gosh. She's making it so complicated. And it does not need to be this complicated. Um, I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to need you to clock out. I'm going to need you to go ahead and clock out. <laughs> My patience just went, Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to need you to go ahead and clock out, ma'am. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Like, it's been over a week, and it's an easy case. All she has to do is send a letter and take the enclosure from the letter and email it to a different department. And she has not closed this case in almost two weeks because... <laughs> Because she didn't want to send a letter. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Ma'am, no. So, yeah, that's my life, um, my work life. But, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but what was I saying? But, yeah, we're still trying to figure things out. So, I'll talk to her about possibly getting a job and, you know, seeing where things seem like what, what are her plans? Like, what does she How old want is she to do? She's 19. She'll be 20 in March. Oh, okay. Well, she so, got to give her till March. Be like, listen, I have an assignment for you. By the time you turn 20, I need you to have a life. I need you to have a vision for me. Where do you see your life within the next year? And what can I do as your business? Where do you see your life going in 2022? Like, exactly. your younger brother has started college. He's away at school, even though he's still in the city. He's at college. He's away at school. Like, he's doing stuff. Um... You know, you're an adult now, even though right. you don't want to take one certain adult responsibilities. Nobody's saying you got to help pay the bills or anything like that. But we do want you to, to learn how to be like an active member of society and to right. transition and into adulthood and learn responsibility a little bit. And she worked before the pandemic started. She was working a part-time job while she was in high school. It's just once the pandemic happened, she graduated, she just... Never went back to work. She started school. She did said she didn't care for it. I said, Well, how were your grades your first year at community? She's like, Yeah. That was the answer. Yeah. Oh so, no. Nope. Sounds yeah. like she needs a sounds like she needs a sister powwow, but unfortunately my kids have officially started acting like All right. no sense. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of your night. We're gonna wrap this up. I don't know what we're gonna name this episode. Yeah, it, well, we gotta like let's listen to the first 20 minutes and then come try and come up with a name because we were literally all over the place. But I think the basics was it's like education and yeah, education. In the beginning, uh-huh. So remember I told you the guy who used to tease me like when we was at, mm-hmm. when I was in middle school and he like tried to like make fun and try to say my mom was like this really really dark skin lady. Mm-hmm. So this is how you know life goes on and it changes. This person I met him as an adult like last year and um yeah he teased me but he was on my top <laughs> all last year. I'm like exactly. oh you used to make fun of me but yeah now I came in your mouth. <laughs> Oh I'm my sorry. gosh! You ate my butt. Like, oh my stop. god, Stephanie is right here. Stop. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I know that's the fuck right though. <laughs> now you're mine, right? Like, talk shit now. Wow. Talk that shit now, bitch. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, that's there's crazy. been a time you always get. You can always get your look back, even twenty something years later. So exactly. Don't take nothing personal that you, you may be down, do. but you're never out. You're never out. Don't take nothing personal. It'd be their own personal issues. A lot of times they be dealing, and that's what he said. Like later on, he said, I don't remember middle school. I know a lot of people said I was a, a bad person, but I really was going through a lot of different like stuff. Like you said, people go through shit. So, you know, it might not even be you, it'd be their own personal demons. Exactly. Exactly. We gonna end but, on that note. Yeah, this was a this was a great episode. So yeah, let's listen to the first couple minutes and then we can come up with a name. All right. Got it. All right. It's been real, guys. Enjoy. Ew. See y'all. <laughs> Bye. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>